Hi, y'all. This is Lee. Welcome to Hashing It Out with Lee Montgomery. Hey, guys. Today, we're going to be talking about how not drinking your water may be making your hashy symptoms worse. So, Liza's here with me today. And Liza, I think we all know that water is actually a pretty critical nutrient and in its absence can actually cause death. A major key to survival is dehydration prevention. And so one of the things I wanted to discuss today was not just my tips to, you know, we always talk about how do people get more water and you should drink this much water, but do you really understand why we're asking you to do this? Is that something people actually understand? Because I truly believe that if they understood why water was important, that maybe the drinking part might come a little bit more naturally, or it might ease, it might help them ease into it a little bit more. I don't know. Sure. sure. Yeah, that makes sense. So we all know if you work with a nutrition coach or anyone in the health industry, they will tell you water is key, right? And so I always say it's simple, but it's not easy because the majority of the hashy girls that actually come and work with us, it's the one habit that is in your control that you can do, but we simply are not doing it. Right. We're not doing it. And so I want to talk about, again, why water is important. And so I'm going to give you, share some statistics with you guys that I actually was pretty flabbergasted by. One is, did you realize that the average human body is made up of 50 to 65% water, depending on your age? That's a lot. And your average brain is 77 to 78% water. Having said that, let's think about hashy symptoms. Let's think about um, joint pain, chronic fatigue, brain fog. Three of the, the most commonly known or talked about hashy symptoms. We know our brain is 77 to 78% water. Yet 75% of Americans or the American population actually walk around chronically dehydrated. So do we think that's low hanging fruit? If we fix this dehydration problem, that maybe we actually might have better cognition, um, better, you know, we can lift the brain fog, the fatigue, some of this joint pain just by simply drinking our water. Yeah, it does seem really simple. (laughs) Simple when you look at it on paper, right? So um, again, those statistics actually floored me. And so that was one of the reasons I thought we really need to talk about this. I think we need to educate our people on why water is important. And I was reading in the study that I had found online, and we can totally link it in in the show notes, but water or its lack, actual dehydration can influence cognition like we talked about. But these things that we're talking about are like mood and cognitive functioning, Um, It can alter um, in a number of important aspects of cognitive functions, such as concentration, alertness, short-term memory. And it even goes on talking about how mild to moderate levels of dehydration can impair performance on tasks such as short-term memory, perceptual discrimination, uh, arithmetic ability, um, and psychomotor skills, which is huge. Think about in your job on a daily basis, what you do, like those little things probably make you feel like you can't focus during the day or you have ADD. Um, All of those things impact what we do on a daily basis. And simply coming back to, is it, have we ruled out that we're simply not dehydrated? 
it's even hard for me to talk about it. It almost makes me want to laugh. Like, could it be this simple? Right. Well, and then we always talk about like being hangry, right? Like your mood and being upset when like blood sugar drops. But what if that mood does have to do with not drinking enough water? Like, yes, we need a new word for that. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Maybe it's not just hangry. And when we drink enough water, guess what? Sometimes our cues are false hunger cues. Oh yeah, absolutely. We simply just need to drink. So I think putting this out there is just, it's just super important. I think Um, with education becomes compliant, right? So that's what we want to share with you. And so a lot of people we hear when I start talking about water, the first thing that they go to is, but it makes me pee so much. I don't have time during my day to go pee. I don't want to be up all night peeing. And I, it makes me giggle because I'm like, guys, it's a bodily function. You shouldn't feel bad at your job to have to get up and go to use the restroom. We say that though, Lee, but like I used to be a teacher and that was a thing. Like it was literally like teacher bladder would be like, you yes. did not go to the bathroom at all throughout yes. the whole day. Like you never had to leave to go to the bathroom. Like, yes. And and that's something that I tell people like we have to have these discussions because we work, gosh, in our last, in our last Hashi Girl group or in the course, we have three teachers in there, I think. Mm-hmm. And this was a problem. This was something that they had to work out on how they structured their water schedule so that they got enough in and it didn't impact their their teaching day negatively but they did it that's the thing they did it right right and even even the peeing at night first of all when you first start drinking water if you are in a chronically dehydrated dehydrated state it takes you a few days for your body to adapt to that to actually use the water you will begin to pee less as you get further into your water journey so I tell people, don't be discouraged the first couple of days if you're up a few times in the middle of the night. You can simply, one, push your water back to earlier in the day, which is what I try to do. Or if you're patient, typically your body adapts and you will find yourself getting up less during the night to actually pee. And then one of the things that I wanted to bring up, because I always think it's fascinating, Did you realize that when you are actually losing weight and going through fat loss, you're actually losing fat. Do you know how the fat exits your body? How? So one of the pathways is through sweat and urine. If we're chronically dehydrated, we're not sweating as much and we're not peeing as much. Right. And so is that blocking us? Is that a pathway that we're blocking by staying in a chronically dehydrated state. Oh yeah, this is really low-hanging fruit then yes. if you look at it that way. Yes, yes. And think about how many people are on a weight loss journey and they're not drinking enough water and simply by drinking enough water, they start to see the scale move. I think this is probably one of those reasons why. Again, that's just my perception. Yeah, that would make <laughs> sense. But it's also weirdly because I know before we started kind of working together, I would tell people I drink a ton of water. I thought I drank so much water. Like my own perception of how much water I drink was like, oh, I'm definitely hydrated. Yeah, I definitely drink enough water. And then when we started actually counting the ounces, I was like, oh, I'm not even close. Like, <laughs> So what, what would you say, how much were you drinking after you started actually monitoring that and tracking it? Once I started tracking it, we jumped to like two liters a day mm-hmm. and I was able to do that. It was two, for me, it was two smart waters. Right. Like I knew I could drink two smart waters in a day, but probably prior to that, 
I mean, I probably like embarrassingly low, like maybe like 16 ounces of right. water a day. And I thought I was fine. I didn't, I didn't even realize. And I think that's too, because we sip on water. So we think, cause we're constantly sipping right. that we're getting more than we are. Um, but that is actually a really good observation is the majority of the people that do come to us when we have them start tracking water. It's the first thing that they realize I'm not drinking near enough. Right. And we're literally all of it. Everybody comes in and is like, oh, this will be this easy. Is the easy. I one. know this. I already <laughs> drink a ton of water. And it's like, oh, no, no, I don't. <laughs> yes. And again, guys, when we're talking about tracking water, this isn't a forever thing. This is you can't you don't know if you are hitting a goal or not without tracking it. And you can't make those changes or tweaks without knowing the data. So we always encourage when you're trying to create a new habit or a new goal, track it for a little bit. It'll give you the feedback you need to move forward. I promise you, I don't track my water every single day. I know exactly how much I need to drink. I'm, and I'm going to share with those tips with you on how I get it done. Um, and it doesn't require me putting it in my fitness pal every day or logging it on my Fitbit, whatever. Right. So the next question I wanted to talk about before we go into those five tips is how do you know how much to drink? How much does your body actually require? And rule of thumb for most nutrition coaches, most people in the, in the healthcare world, healthcare, not sick care, <laughs> we're going to start you at a very um, textbook formula, which is taking your body weight and dividing it by two. So if you're a 150 pound gal, 75 ounces is where you start. And by that, I mean, let's drink 75 ounces or work your way up to 75 ounces. Like if you're a 30 ounce girl and you need to be by the formula, 75 ounces, take a few days to work your way there and then stay there for a week and monitor how you're feeling and see as your body adapt. Does your body need a little bit more water? Do you require a little bit less water? It depends on your climate. It depends on the intensity of your workouts. It depends on how much you're moving throughout your day. So Liza for what the kind of work she does, she's a, she's a writer. She she creates content, those kind of things. She sits at a desk the majority of the day. Yes. And she gets a couple workouts in a week, but she is more of a desk worker. And so she's probably going to be closer to that formula than someone like me who, yes, I spend a lot of time at the desk, but I work out in a non-climate controlled facility. Um, I walk a lot. I move a lot more than she does. And so... A lot more. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, 75 ounces isn't quite enough. My goal is closer to 100. That's where I feel really good at. And so I just encourage you to take that formula and just know that's a textbook formula. It's a place to start. You've got to find what your body requires by messing with that and considering all the factors. Now, let's move into the five tips on how do we actually get the water in. And the first one, again, it's a very simple tactic. But if you ask Liza, if you come to my house, I actually truly live this. And so it's finding a water bottle you love. And even when I get bored with my water, I will go find a new water bottle I love. <laughs> I have probably 30 different water bottles that I cycle through depending on my mood, depending on how I want to drink my water. Do I want to drink it straight from the cup? Do I want to drink from a straw? Do I need it to fit in a cup holder that day? Do I want to pour it from a pitcher into a glass? There's lots of different reasons I want to drink it different ways that this is why I have a bunch of different cups and I kind of collect them. So let's not. <laughs> so to me, 
having a water bottle you love that's convenient, that can go with you is super important. I really do think it's a game changer for most people when they splurge essentially on something that they like. Yeah. I would say if you were a Barbie, that would definitely be like your main accessory. <laughs> yes. It would be like interchangeable water yes. bottles. My Stanley cup, 40 <laughs> ouncer, man. Um, so definitely get you a new water bottle or get you something that fits your lifestyle. Number two is have a plan. Do you know how much you need to drink? And how are you going to get that in? So if you know you need to drink 75 ounces, are you starting your day by pouring that all 75 ounces like into a pitcher or into a gallon water jug so that you can pour from that and you know you're getting it? Are you, do you have, you know, three or four 20 ounce bottles that you have to finish by the end of the day? A lot of times what I tell women to do is take the total number of ounces you need to drink and divide it by the total number of hours you want to get it in. So if you're awake, if it's a 10 hour day and you're drinking an a hundred ounces like I am, I essentially need to drink 10 ounces an hour. Right. And and they have those bottles now, right. That all like give you a time and say, okay, by nine o'clock you should be here. And they even have the ones that like cheer you on that are like, you got this girl. Yes. That's what actually was one of my first favorite new water bottles. Um, you can get them on Amazon. They're like plastic water jugs. You can get a gallon, a half gallon, and then your glass one is what, 32 yeah. ounces? Mm-hmm. Um, and they basically have like a time on them. So, like by this time, you should be done with this much water. By this time, you should be done with this much water. Um, and so I really like those because it breaks it down for you instead of like you be <laughs> looking down at eight o'clock tonight and you're like, I still have 60 ounces to go because you didn't have a plan. So, and it says like you go girl at yes. eight o'clock. <laughs> yes, you better go girl. You, you better go girl because you're gonna you be going all night long. Eight more ounces to go. <laughs> so, new water bottle number two. Have a plan. Number three is just like any new habit. Set reminders. We all carry around a smartphone. These smartphones can be a tool. You're not going to need these reminders forever, but as you develop this new habit, go into your phone, set alarms every hour. When that alarm goes off, you drink your water. So I might have 10 alarms when I'm just starting every hour so that I get that 10 ounces in, right? And so I really think using our phone to our advantage, we use it for so many other non-essential things. (laughs) This one's really, really simple. So set that reminder, guys, while you're creating this new habit because out of sight, out of mind, if it's something that we haven't done, you're going to find yourself eight o'clock at night trying to get a hundred, you know, 75 ounces down and that's never fun. So set yourself up for success, success, get that reminder on your phone. Number four, this one is actually one that helped me a lot in the beginning. What I used to find is that I would literally sip on my water all day long. And I'd get to the end of the day and I'd be like, I'm not even done with 32 ounces because I'm right. sipping through a small straw. And it felt like I was drinking a lot, but I wasn't. So what I have found is that instead of sipping, I chug or gulp. Literally like <laughs> back in your college days, if you were like, what did they, what did they used to do with the, the beer? Um, oh gosh, I don't even remember. It was back in the day. Uh, that's you're, you're asking me. a chemistry yeah, major this. That doesn't like, drink. When, when did I ever do any of this? <laughs> so 
regardless, when it's time to drink your water, I will chug it. And I always have these rules. So it's kind of like gamifying it. So I will chug 10 gulps anytime I pick up my water bottle. Again, that gets me way more water in than just sipping it all day long. Right. Makes it yeah, super right. easy. When you sip it, you feel like, oh man, I drank so much because you're always drinking it, but you're just not drinking a lot. Just not drinking a lot. Yes. So the, the chugging makes it really great for me. Now I will say I really love ice water. If you've ever tried to chug or gulp ice water, you might end up with an ice headache. So don't hate me. What I recommend <laughs> is Sprinkle in your ice waters throughout the day, especially if you, because, you know, people are usually team ice water or team room temperature. I don't, there's really usually no in between, right? Right. Um, And so I always make sure like I have my ice water throughout my day because I enjoy that. But when I'm just trying to get water down, I'll just make a a cup of room temperature and that's the ones that I will chug and just get them down. Number five. So this one. You can vary however you want. But basically, I hear this a lot that people are like, but I don't like water. Well, okay, but you're an adult and you need to you need to drink water, right? <laughs> so sometimes we do things we don't love. It's not like water is vile. And if it is, it could be the source you're getting it from, right? And so maybe you should quit drinking the tap water. Maybe you need to find a water you like. And so there's a variety of different waters in different water bottles, I actually get a water delivery service because I like the spring water better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually a drinking water, tastes really good, <clears throat> but also adding flavor. Um, and I prefer not the Mio's and stuff like that, which if people want to use those, I'm not going to, if it gets them to get their water in fine, but I love using more of like a fresh squeezed citrus fruit, like orange, lemon, lime, yeah. stuff like that. Um, a little sprinkle of pink salt in it mm-hmm. to keep you really hydrated And even learning what kind of water do you prefer? Do you like ice water? Well, then put some ice in it, you know, right? make it, make it enjoyable for you. So adding flavor. What would you say lead to the, uh, I know a lot of, we get this question a lot, but um, what about like flavored waters that come in that are either carbonated or already naturally flavored? What would you say about those things? No, that's a great question. So I have zero problems with people drinking carbonated water. And I always say when you're going to have carbonated water, try to stick to the ones that are naturally flavored, not the ones that have the added sugar or the fake sugars to them, right? right? That, they're really tasty, like the naturally flavored, like the bubblies and the LaCroix. Mm-hmm. I love pretty much all the flavors of those. Those are great. The part that I tell people to be careful with is that if you need to drink 80 ounces of water and you try to do it all in LaCroix, <laughs> you might have a little bloating and bubble gut at the end of the day. So, right. Try to make those more like a treat, something you treat yourself with. Maybe you have one or two a day and then you surround those, you know, sprinkle them in your day and have the rest of your water come from just good old drinking water. But absolutely, if you love sparkling water, carbonated water, I don't have a problem with it at all. But it is hard to drink all of your water that way because... Or to do your 10 gulps. (laughs) Yeah, your 10 gulps. There's going to be a lot of burping going on. So depending on where you work at... (laughs) um, So, yeah, I think just livening that water up a little bit, you know, whether it's with fresh fruit, pink salt, even some of these new hydration packets, like I love Element, that's L-M-N-T. What's the other one? Uh, Liquid IV. Oh, yeah. Liquid Mm -hmm. IV is a really good one. Simple things like that that make it taste a little bit better. Go for it. If that trains you to drink water and you're not drinking water now, remember it's a vessel. 
do what it takes so that you get hydrated. So those are the five tips. Just to recap, new water bottle, change it up, make it fun. Two, have a plan in place that you can follow. Three, set reminders on your phone. Four, chug it, gulp it, don't sip it. And five, add flavors using fresh fruit, pink salt, something that makes it a little bit easier for you to get down throughout the day. Guys, I hope this was super helpful. Again, I wanted to educate you today on why water was important so that making the choice to actually drink it and follow through with that might actually motivate you to do so because you know there really is it's not it, a gimmick, right? It's, it's, yes. it's a foundational habit that you teach in your course is to get enough water and to hydrate. Yes. And by doing this, you actually could impact some of the symptoms that you're experiencing from your Hashimoto's just by simply drinking water. So that's all we have for today. Thanks so much for being here. Guys, we'll see you next time. 